This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. In a world without a single unified voice, humanity has been left searching for answers to the unknown. Now, one podcast has the power to change that and to spread its voice across the earth for all mankind to hear. Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. We've got you covered with everything from Marvel to Star Wars. I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to take this time to explain my evil plan. Classic films, trivia games, and beyond. Remember the coast, we get together, have a few laughs. Now, on with the show. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Hey everybody and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast, the show that knows that it uh, it doesn't really matter how you prepare your potatoes, your stomach thinks they're all mashed. <laughs> My name is Sean Ray and <laughs> this week we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be re- reviewing some stuff and uh, joining me tonight is one of the hosts of the DC on Screen podcast, Mr. David C. Robertson. How's it going, sir? Hey, it's going all right. How are you? I'm doing doing well, and uh, John's going to join us in a few minutes, but one of the things that we're going to talk about is Joker, and he hasn't seen Joker, and all of our listeners know that John hates spoilers, and we're going to have kind of a spoiler discussion about Joker, so he asked me to just bring him in uh, when we finish that discussion, so... Uh, and if it isn't obvious to the listeners or viewers, if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube... Uh, this discussion will be spoiler filled. So if you haven't seen Joker, if you care about spoilers, then just turn this off and, uh, and come back after you've seen the movie. So, and I'm not going to go into talking about the, the plot and who's in the film because by now everybody knows all that stuff. Mm. So, uh, Dave, what, what I don't. <laughs> you, don't <laughs> you don't know who's in it? <laughs> what'd you think? What'd you think? How many times have you seen Joker? I've only seen it the once. Oh, just once? Okay. Yeah, I've only had time to see it once, Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I almost saw it uh, a couple of nights ago, and then that didn't pan out. Yeah. So. Well, what'd you think of it when you saw it? Um, I know on, on DC on screen, you guys have already done three episodes about um, it. So. <laughs> something like that. Something, two or three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think it was just two. And then... The last episode we put up was just talking about uh, was just news stuff, and we it was titled something about the Joker, but it was like Joker's making all the money. In yeah, case yeah, you yeah. didn't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I think the last time I checked, it was like seven seven hundred twenty three million. Yeah. So yeah, worldwide. Uh, but yeah, I liked it. I thought it was an interesting take, and it's one of those you know a lot of people are like, well, I'll show the comic book Joker. Well, that's fine. It doesn't have to be because there's no comic book origin for the Joker. Yeah. Per se, uh, even he, in the you know primary issue that we all look back on, the Killing Joke, he says you know he remembers it differently, uh, different times. If he's to have a past, yeah. he prefers it to be multiple choice. Yeah. So um, 
I'm perfectly okay with these little Elseworlds type uh, uh, renditions, uh, different all tours coming in and doing different takes on on comic book characters. Um, and I think I think Todd Phillips is absolutely genius for what he did in that regard. But a lot of people I've seen are complaining that it's not really a comic book movie. It's not really a movie about the Joker. It's just a, a movie that Todd Phillips wanted to tell. And he, they just slapped a, a, a recognizable IP on top of it to uh, to s- make it sell. Well, they, they shot it on what fifty five million dollar budget. Guess mm. what? It worked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if that's what they did, <laughs> it worked. And uh, it, the general audience doesn't go to see original uh, IPs anymore. So that's that's kind of on us. But uh, I dug it. Yeah, because, I mean, nine times out of ten, everything that comes out is either a sequel or it's a uh, a remake of an old uh, TV show or, you know, something like mm-hmm. that. There, there's not a lot of original stuff that comes out. So, yeah, it's almost like Todd Phillips wanted to make his own original film but wanted to do it with a big budget. So he kind of tricked uh, Warner Brothers into, <laughs> into a making a, a, a Batman movie. A little bit, but like, if you know where to look in the film – there are a lot of allusions to the to pieces of the 80 years of Joker's history, mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, he has said repeatedly that he's read uh, comics for you know ever since he was young, and they specifically before writing the script uh, specifically went back and looked at different things and kind of cherry picked what they wanted out of the 80 years, which is all anybody can do. Right at yeah. this point, you can't canonize everything in one single movie. Yeah, um, so. Yeah, I, I dug it. I thought it was uh, it keeps you thinking about it uh, well after you're out of the theater and uh, makes you want to see it again. One thing that struck me is uh, when the, when the when the film first came out a couple weeks ago, um, the next day I started hearing a lot of reports of people that were surprised at how dark and gritty it was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you should have known that the minute they said Joaquin Phoenix was going to be in it. Because, <laughs> because that's what he does. You know, he's not, he's not the kind of actor that's going to do like a MCU film. Uh, I think he actually got approached for some stuff like that, but he doesn't want to do, he doesn't want to be tied into something that's going to have a lot of sequels and he's got to keep going back to and all that kind of stuff. Cause he, yeah, I'm not sure it has to do with dark and gritty. I think that, I think that's just it. He doesn't want to do something so much that he's, that he's, uh, artistically uh, stymied in any way. Yeah. I think that's all of it. I think that's it with him. Yeah. But, you know, maybe, I mean, he, I'm sure he does have some sort of predilection towards darker stuff. He <laughs> yeah. seems to, but, yeah. you know, I don't know. I think uh, we might see a kid's movie out of him one day or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, the, the, the fact that the movie drew so much inspiration from uh, Scorsese, was not mm-hmm. lost on me. I mean, I just I, I I've seen Taxi Driver before, but I just I watched I rewatched it recently for the podcast. We reviewed it on the podcast, and I saw King of Comedy many many moons ago, mm-hmm. and um, both of those movies are all over this film. I mean, it, yeah. it it really felt it almost felt like, as sometimes it almost felt like it was a it was a remake, but it kind of a mashup of those two of those two things. Um, and the Which, fact, and the fact that they cast Robert De Niro in the film, 
mm-hmm. was a, a brilliant piece of stunt casting, I thought, because, you know, he's in both of those films. Yeah, and, you know, I, that's something that I hadn't really thought about. And if you listen to my uh, our review or our deeper look uh, on Joker on DC on screen, you will not hear me say this. Because this is only this is a, a thought that's only been brewing around for the last couple of days, but uh, with you know spoilers for the show or for the movie, um, if he if so much of this thing is imagined by him, mm-hmm. how much based on how based on how influenced he was by old comedians and old uh, late night shows and old movies. What are the odds that he's being influenced by Scorsese films and remembering his own history? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's well, the, the the only problem with that is that it, take, <laughs> it takes place in '81. Does it? Yeah. How, can we be sure? I think. Well, I think I just saw that on, on Wikipedia that it takes place in '81. Yeah, it takes exactly, place sometime but, sometime in the early. It looks like the early '80s. But this version of his past might be happening in 1981, and it's really all happening in 2019. Yeah, that's true, too. That's true we can't too. be sure. We can't yeah. be sure anything's real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was going to talk about that. So um, one of the things that struck me when when I first saw the movie, um, the character that Zazie Beetz plays, you know, mm-hmm. we see them kind of have a romantic relationship, and then they hit us over the head about – two thirds of the way through that all of that is a delusion. You know, none of that happened. Uh, they know each other, but they, it's just because they live in the building together. Um, so, but that, that and the, the part at the beginning where he's imagining himself being part of the studio audience for the, the Robert De Niro talk show. Those are the only two times that they really tell us he's having delusions. These things are not happening, you know? But you also kind of think, well, how many of the other things in the movie that we saw? Because every every single thing in this movie is from his perspective, is from Arthur's perspective. Yeah. He's in every scene. Even the flashback where his mother is young and she's in the hospital, we see him standing in the corner. So what yeah. we're actually seeing is his interpretation of what happened. In, in the past, through what he's reading and, and his own delusional mind and everything. So, one theory that I kind of thought of today was, well, we see him on a subway. And what really kind of gets his killing spree started is he's on a subway and he's being taunted by these guys that are like stockbrokers or something. And they're first they're taunting this girl and he mm-hmm. starts laughing and acting kind of weird. She gets up and leaves and they start taunting him. Mm-hmm. And then he kills them. He kills two of them right then, and then he chases the third one down and kills him out, out in the out in the subway. So what if what actually happened was these three guys were just on the subway not doing anything. Mm-hmm. The girl got up and left because he was sitting there dressed as a clown and laughing to himself and acting weird. And the whole part that they were taunting him was all part of a delusion and what got his killing spree started was part of a delusion. He just he killed these three guys for no reason. Yeah, that's yeah. a possibility, especially since um, and I don't remember what the guy before they attacked him. Yeah, the, uh, the main guy was doing sort of like a like a performance piece. He was like, well, what was he saying? He was he was singing or they started singing uh, "Send in the Clowns." 
Send in the clowns. And yes. what got me was nobody knows the words to that song. Nobody knows. <laughs> I mean, not really. No. So yeah, that 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 made me wonder if that was that was uh, you know uh, untrue. And at this point, I don't think I think that everything in the movie is up for debate. Yeah. Like um, I, I don't know if you if you know the Suicide Squad cast, uh, Tim over there on that show was talking about like as he's sitting in the office with the social worker it says uh, the clock said it was 11:12 and then when she asks about him being in the insane asylum and what got him put there which we never find out in the movie by the way mm-hmm. um it cuts to him like hitting his head in on the mirror and in the asylum and it says it says it, this, the clock is 11:12 it's the same exact time yeah so there's a possibility that he's still in the asylum and none of that's even happening like, yeah yeah i've heard the i've heard the theory that the entire movie was in his head and it, i don't i don't go by that theory just because i want to think that the movie that i just sat and watched actually happened but i do mm-hmm. think that there are a lot of things that happened that in actuality happened differently than what we saw him because we're watching it through his eyes and his eyes are crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I, I personally don't think that it was true that Thomas Wayne was his father. I think, yeah. I think that I do think that Thomas Wayne was a dick because, uh, I, I think that everything that we saw on TV in the movie was real. I think that the TV was supposed to be our window out into the real world from his delusion. So when we saw stuff on TV, that's what was really happening. So when we saw him, uh, Thomas Wayne on TV and he was saying things like, uh, yeah, you know, we, rich people look at, look at poor people that, that don't do anything with their lives. Like they're a bunch of clowns, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that really happened. So do you think, do you think Robert Nero actually played his, that clip, that footage of him on stage performing? Yeah. And made fun of him? Yeah. I do think that, 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 that happened. Okay. Because I think that the, that what we saw in the, um, in the actual comedy club didn't happen the way we saw it because we saw yeah. him get up there and he started laughing and it was kind of cringy and everything. But then when he started actually telling his jokes, the audience seemed to lighten up and they started laughing. I mm-hmm. don't think that happened. I think right. that he just stood up there and he told his jokes and everybody sat there staring at him in silence because they, they were uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, uh, and also a lot of people are saying, well, I wonder what they'll do with a sequel. And I personally hope they don't make a sequel to this because I don't think Batman works in that universe because this is almost like the real world and a billionaire with high tech gear, mask vigilante running around, you know, stopping criminals doesn't seem realistic enough to be in this world. Plus the Joker in the comics is Batman's equal. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's just as smart as Batman, you know, he, he or this, just as crazy as Batman. Th- yeah, that's true. That too. But this Joker is, he's just mentally ill, mm-hmm. you know? So, well, you know, I, 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 I believe there will be a sequel. They've made this thing for nothing and they've almost made a billion dollars. Yeah. Or they'll just take the, <laughs> take the template and they'll just say, Hey, we can do this with other characters. 
Yeah, but I think there will be. Especially since Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix uh, have both said that they would be interested. They've kicked around some ideas, even though they said there's not a sequel. We don't know about a sequel. We're not. They've they've talked about how they've kicked it around and they'd be willing to do it with each other. Um, I don't believe they would do Batman though. If they did do something Batman esque. I would mm-hmm. hope that it wouldn't be like actually Bruce Wayne becoming Batman. I would hope that they would find a way to kind of tell that story in a more real way. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, I mean, high-tech gadgets, Batmobiles, that kind of stuff, comic book stuff doesn't work in Taxi Driver, you know. <laughs> you know what would work, though? Uh, he uh, that We've seen the Arthur Flat character in his own memory, uh, justify so many of his terrible actions. Uh, you know, the rich are being bullies to him, all this stuff, which by the way, all the poor people were being bullies to him as well. Like he was universally, uh, attacked and scorned in in this film. But, uh, I think it would be interesting if we saw a Batman movie from the perspective of this Joker, who sees a rich guy who's just beating up on some poor hapless individual who's mentally ill. Yeah. Like if, if we saw him painted through that lens, but it could be a really interesting Batman movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. You're right. You're right. When they make that, when they make that much money off of a movie, um, that's just the way Hollywood is. They're going <laughs> to, they're going to do something with it. But also something that struck me uh, when I saw the film is that uh, some of the music kind of, I don't know how I want to say it. All right, so the scene when he's coming down the stairs towards the end of the film, before he goes to be on TV, which, by the way, they usually, those late-night talk shows, they usually film those at like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. They don't usually do those Mm -hmm. live. I, I, the, the most unbelievable thing is that a character Robert De Niro's age would be up at 1130 to, <laughs> to do a talk show every night. But when he's coming down the stairs, they're playing rock and roll part two. Mm-hmm. And if you know the history behind that song, mm-hmm. they don't play it in the, in the NBA anymore because Gary Glitter, the guy that, that performed that song, is in jail for child pornography and uh, sexual mm. assault and yeah. stuff like that. So it's almost like uh, they were kind of correlating that with the with the story that we were watching, a, a character that we're kind of rooting for in the beginning, and his spiral downward. You mm-hmm. know, because that song is kind of you know that's the song that people used to party to all the time, and now when we hear that song, we're like, Ugh, you know that that guy. Um, because Joker in this movie, Arthur Fleck is a character that in the beginning we feel sorry for him. You know, he's, Mm -hmm. he's mentally ill. Uh, he's got society is stacked against him. Society created its own monster, you know, because they were, he was, he was getting help and all of a sudden because of funding, he loses his medication Mm -hmm. and, and, and starts his down, his downward spiral from there. So, uh, I think you would have gone crazy without that medication anyway. Yeah. Or with the medication anyway. Yeah, probably. Like, as as horrible as everyone was treating him. 
But it's kind of like it's kind of like Walter White from Breaking Bad. We were we felt bad for him in the first episode. That's a segue if I've ever heard one. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah because we're going to talk about El Camino in a few minutes. But um, it's kind of like Walter White because we we felt bad for him. Uh huh. But there comes a point where he becomes the villain. You can't feel bad for him anymore because you see the choices that he could have made mm-hmm. to go a different way and do something different, and he chose to go further down and darker. Yeah. You know. And that's that's what Arthur's doing in, in this film. So, and when we get to, to to El Camino, not that it really has anything to do with El Camino aside from being in the same universe. I, and I'm going to tell you now because I want you to think about it. I want to know what your thoughts are on the moment Walter White became irredeemable. Like, what was his primary sin? And, uh, and what was the moment? I know what it is for me, but yeah, I know what it is for me too. I'm just always curious to ask people. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 wait till uh, we'll wait till John yeah, comes yeah, on yeah, and yeah. then we'll and then we'll bring that back up. So <laughs> so yeah, I mean uh, that's that's basically all I had in my notes. I mean I probably had three pages of notes, but uh, <laughs> but I condensed some of them. But that's it's just, it's one of these movies that you go back, you just keep thinking about it. And I don't remember there ever being a film related to a comic book franchise. This made me really think that much afterward. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's usually, it's a fun story. Good guys versus bad guys. Back, the good guy wins and then the movie's over and then you wait for the sequel or you wait for the next, the next one, the next Marvel movie to come out, the next DC movie to come out or whatever. Yeah. I know I haven't thought about a comic book movie this much since, uh, Tank Girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> that they're, they're that they're remaking they're remaking Tank Girl. Yeah, I I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, everybody, uh, if you haven't seen Joker, go see Joker, or when it comes out on uh, on uh, on demand. This is not a movie that you have to see in the theater, but there are aspects of it that I think are best in the theater because. Mm-hmm. When when the movie started and that title comes up and it takes up the entire screen, you mm-hmm. know, people don't usually use the entire screen for the title anymore. They used to. Right. If you watch old movies, the title would be all the way across the entire screen. Now it's and this just thing like, was like they like. Oh, they constructed the the opening stuff, all of that, just like an old movie too, like the old Warner Brothers logo, everything. Yeah. You should go just to see that on the big screen. And then, and then at the end, it didn't. At the end, it just said the end up on the screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't you don't see that very often either. It's usually yeah. just credits start rolling. They evoked a lot of uh, Batman animated series type of imagery. Uh, even uh, what's his face is uh, Robert De Niro's the, his show. His that font was the Batman animated series font. Yeah, yeah, I did notice that. I knew, or I, I, rec- I knew that I recognized it from somewhere. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, very old school. I dug it a lot. Were you expecting uh, Arthur to kill uh, Murray like that? Because everything, everything that they were showing us led us to believe that he was going to go on television and kill himself. I suspected he was going to kill himself for a while. It certainly seemed like he was going to. Um, and I thought, you know, he might kill Murray. He might kill everyone in the audience. Uh, and then I just stopped thinking about it until yeah. it happened. I was just like, 
I just want to be excited. I just want to be like excited and like surprised and like, Oh no. So <laughs> I, I just, I have to shut off my brain because I'll, uh, convince my, I'll, I'll like second guess the movie out of, out of me enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I wasn't expecting to see him kill the entire audience. I, I, I think that probably, you know, they're, they're kind of, they're kind of pushing buttons with this movie there. And it's mm-hmm. not, it's not the movie doing it. It's the media trying to push buttons and say that it's going to incite some, some violence. And yeah, it was way less violent than they were saying it was. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that if he had a started shooting at the audience, it probably would have, but you know, um, there are a couple of things that I noticed like the, um, the scene where the two cops are chasing him and he goes onto mm-hmm. the subway and he basically works his way out so that the, um, the people on the subway attack the cops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cops yeah. shoot, the cops shoot somebody, shoots uh, somebody, and then yeah. everybody starts attacking the cops, and then he gets off the subway and runs away. Then we see on the television a few minutes later that they're in critical condition at the hospital to tell us that they survived. I think that in the original script they probably were killed, mm-hmm. well, they, or, or probably we would have not heard anything and just assumed that they were killed. But then they they came back and told us. Uh, it's like something that they they uh, stuck in after the fact to let us know that they were still alive, so that we're not uh, they wouldn't get a bunch of flack about killing the cops in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the same oh, thing no. with the the same thing with the characters as Azzy Beats plays. Uh, and did he kill her? I don't know if he killed her or not. We didn't see it. I think it. he definitely did. You think he did? Yeah. Yeah, I heard because, you talk. I heard yeah. I heard you say that. And I kind of got the feeling that he was going to, and then we didn't see it. And then, well, we we saw him like doing that like sad cry that he was that he does mm-hmm. that like really stressed out sad cry because yeah. he has like three different cries in the or laughs in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has like the distressed, upset laughter. He has the fake laughter, and then there's the old, the one at the very end that Todd Phillips has said is the only genuine, the only time he genuinely laughs, which is at the very end when he's in the uh, room with the doctor at the, uh, in the asylum. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's sitting there like chain smoking and like doing that laugh that like distressed laugh. And we see the ambulance show, like come through and show up. That is uh, to me, that is just like juxtaposed right. You know, with that cut, there's no way that, that they're alive. Who called the ambulance? Did he call us? <laughs> if she screamed, someone in the, in another apartment may have. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wonder if it was in the script and they decided to not show it because there's, there's kind of a thing right now. You don't want to really want to show a bunch of violence against women. You, you don't want to, you don't want to show it on screen because yeah. it's, it's, it's going to get you, uh, some hateful emails. <laughs> I so, don't, uh, I don't know if it was necessary. And I also think it, it might, I think it's better to be left up to the imagination. I don't know. They don't seem to shy away from a lot of violence in this movie. <laughs> like, yeah. it just, it seems like they're just kind of picking and choosing their battles, whether it was mandated or not. And none of none, there's only one kill in this movie that was really, bordered on gruesome and it's when he when he stabbed the guy they had worked with when he stabbed him to death in his apartment that was pretty uh that was 
not gruesome, but bloody. It was, that was a pretty yeah. bloody kill. Uh, the yeah. rest of them were, you know, gunshots we see on Law and Order SVU mm-hmm. every week, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I felt bad, but I, I also kind of felt like I, I wanted to cheer for him when he got that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like that dude was a complete jerk to him. Just yeah. like, oh man, just, he had it coming. Even if it was like, that was too far, man. You should have just punched him or something, but he had something coming to him. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing about it. all everybody that got killed in this movie. We can say for some reason or another they deserved it, but mm-hmm. then again we're seeing it through his eyes. Yeah. So, so obviously we think that they deserved it because he thinks that they deserved it. But mm-hmm. if it didn't really happen the way that he's seeing it, then. uh we don't know. There's no, there's no way to know. <laughs> yeah. You know. All right. So. It's a good movie. You just yeah. don't know. It gives you something to think about. I'm going to bring, uh, John Irons in on this call. Oh, sorry about that. But hey, party There's Mr. John and I can hear his television. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the slow well, you know, reveal. <laughs> All right, so we just finished talking about Joker, um, for the most part. Although the, the 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 Joker talk is not quite over, we're, we're we're through talking about the movie. But I wanted to I wanted to I wanted to talk for just a minute about because suddenly two weeks after the movie came out, there's all these stories coming out uh, coming out about Jared Leto and being <laughs> being angry that they made a Joker movie without him. <laughs> Like why? Why is this suddenly coming out two weeks after the fact? But um, have you guys talked about this, Dave? We we have not talked about it. I haven't looked into it. We dropped an episode, and then all of that dropped. So uh, I haven't even really looked into it at all. I I read an article that was saying that he uh, tried to get his representation to to have them kill it. Yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't blame him, honestly. Uh. That that seems kind of reasonable, honestly, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, I, let me let me say this. I am not one that really hated. A lot of people hated him in Suicide Squad. I did not hate what he did with yeah. in Suicide he, Squad. He was not the problem in Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. 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 Being edited by a trailer house is, was the primary problem of Suicide Squad. Yeah, because to, to hear him say it, most of what he did was edited out of that movie. There was like. Almost like there was a whole other movie edited out. I, I think he suffers. I, 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 there, there was a lot, and he wasn't more of a primary antagonist originally. But you know, a lot of the test, uh, the test screenings for that movie, they hated the Joker Harley stuff, all the uh, domestic abuse uh, hmm. segments of that. But and because for some reason, I, and I blame Hot Topic. And Tumblr, <laughs> but apparently Joker and Harley are relationship goals now. Um, <laughs> yeah. And David Ayer wanted to do like, no, let's do Joker and Harley. So they they wound up cutting a whole lot of that out. But um, and then you know Warner Brothers had them re-edit the whole movie with a trailer or had a trailer house re-edit the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I think he also suffers from uh a delusion himself. Like I think. There were a, there were hours and hours and hours of him just experimenting with David Ayer, and him just doing different things. And you know, I've shot video 
it's not I'm not even on a professional level. Just doing it as a hobby, doing you know comedy sketches and stuff. You will walk away thinking you have so much more material than you actually have, and then when you start editing, you're like, well, like three three minutes of this of that three hours is is usable. Like even <laughs> <Right>. when <laughs> even when your friends are doing well or whoever you've got acting is doing well, you're like, eh, for the tone, this three minutes here. Yeah. So you know, I think it's very possible that there was a lot more in Leto's mind that he was just like, oh man, I killed it. And then there, <laughs> <laughs> there's just a very small amount that, that was there. I think there's, there's some combination. Uh, I would like to see more of him. I don't think we saw enough to, to truly judge what he did. I didn't like the tattoos. I didn't like the style of, of his Joker, but he didn't do a bad job with it. I'd like to see more. Yeah, I mean, I don't know whose decision it was to make Joker like a punk, but if that's just if that's what they gave him and told him do this, then he did that, you know, and he he did that pretty well. Well, they um, were they were going for like modern day uh, modern anarchist. day, yeah, like like oh, this is what how gangsters dress now. They've got the grills, they've got the mm-hmm. yeah the tats, you know, and uh, I know everyone kept saying Joker was a juggalo. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, it was a take. That's what I'll say. It was a take. I didn't need damage literally written across the forehead, but I did like yeah. the, the reason on the teeth that Batman had literally just knocked his teeth in when he, when he killed Jason Todd. I oh, like that. Yes. I liked that notion. He's not, I mean, he's not scheduled to come back. He's not going to be in the next Suicide Squad movie and he's not going to be in Birds of Prey that we know of unless, you know, they're going to try and surprise us or something like that. Yeah. So. Which James Gunn said something weird about his Suicide Squad. He said he had like a qualifier in there. He's like, if he's not in it, it wouldn't be <laughs> it wouldn't be out of character because, you know, Joker's not in the Suicide Squad. I thought that was weird the way Gunn said that. If he's not in it. Like, why would you say it that way? Why wouldn't you just say, yeah, he's not in it? <laughs> unless you, unless it's like a Cavill Superman Shazam situation, and he's trying to get Leto in, and, and they don't gonna, know yet. We're gonna end up seeing him from the neck down, <laughs> <laughs> so they can have anybody do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought the wording was interesting. Yeah, I nice. don't have any. Information. Yeah, that's James Gunn for you. <laughs> All right, so uh, there's another movie that got released a couple weeks ago. This one's on Netflix. It's called El Camino. El Camino, colon, a Breaking Bad movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this this is the uh, the return to the Breaking Bad universe where we get to see the final chapter in Jesse Pinkman's story. So, and warning once again, there are, here there be spoilers. Um, uh, for Better Call Saul as well? Are we yeah. allowed to talk Better Call Saul? Yeah, as because well? the, la- the last yeah. ep- the the last time Better Call Saul was on was like a year ago. So, all right, that's fair. I just want to make sure I don't want to step on anybody's toes or spoil <laughs> anything for anybody unduly. Um, th- yeah, it's it's my own fault at this point. It's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, he has. He has like I, watched, I watched. I watched the first season and I enjoyed it. I just never got back to it, so I'm not gonna well, like. It's totally fine. I, I don't actually have anything specifically in mind. It's just I if I go down a rabbit trail, I want to have it in my in the back of my mind that you haven't seen it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But don't worry about it. 
they're still in the past. They're still pre-Breaking Bad. Yeah, they didn't, for the most. they didn't really tie mm-hmm. to, to Better Call Saul, which I was I was expecting to see Bob Odenkirk at some point in this movie, even if it was in a flashback or something, and he never showed up. That kind of surprised me. I wasn't expecting it, but I was I was open to it. I mean, I wasn't necessarily expecting. It. I was I saw a lot more people than I was expecting to see. Finally. Yeah, I mean, just about everybody, <laughs> except for I mean, Gus and uh, and uh, Saul were pretty much the only ones that didn't show, other than like Skyler. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, I actually thought I would see Skyler. I thought she might. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I thought he might reach out to her for help. Yeah, but you've seen season one, so you know they're doing like flash forwards. Post Breaking Bad, very briefly. If if I reference anything, it'll probably be that, but it's not anything specific. <laughs> well, this this uh, the the finale of Breaking Bad showed us that Walt went and rescued Jesse from the Brotherhood that had kept him in a hole in the ground cooking blue meth. Uh, from he was down there for months, and. Uh, El Camino picks up right where that left off. Uh, Walt got killed, uh, bringing him, setting him free, and Jesse got into that El Camino and took off, screaming down the highway. And uh, that's where the series left off. And then this picks up right there, you know, which was interesting. I didn't think they were going to do that. I think I thought that they, we, we were going to pick up like six months later or something like that. But to pick up in Back in that same scene, you know, that was, uh, that was interesting. So, what'd you guys think of the movie overall? John? Uh, you got a look overall. on your face like, <laughs> like, like I just said something strange. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's, uh, overall I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was good. I thought it was, I mean, it was clearly, um, written in the same vein. It was created by the same creator. You could tell. Uh, the writing was on point. The acting was great as always. Cinematography. My one issue, <laughs> uh, and the reason that I I got a smile when you like it, it, it picks up right after. It does pick up right after. Um, but the actors have a few more miles on them. It's only <laughs> been, but it's only been six mm-hmm. years. Six years can make a big difference. Dude, the 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 guy the Todd. What, what was it? Todd. Oh, oh, poor Todd. Todd. He has not aged well. Well, I mean, it's not even that he looks old, but he's it's like he gained he's gained a ton of weight. He, has he gained a lot of weight. weight, and I'm not shaming, but if yeah, no. you're supposed to be the same person, you know, one minute later or the next day, or actually mm-hmm. not even the next day, because because we only saw him in flashbacks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> what they could have done? Yeah, not. Uh, I mean, like the, the that scene, those, those scenes. The scenes were great. Yeah, it's, the scenes were great. great. Yeah. But, but but that's but that's the only thing. It really kept pulling me out of the. I'm hmm. like, he's clearly, and again, six years because he was probably in his like early twenties, and six years does make a difference. He yeah. looks older, and he's gained weight. At the very beginning, uh, I think uh, Jesse's talking to Mike, mm-hmm. and he Mike calls is him my kid. favorite character from Breaking Bad. Yeah, he <laughs> called him kid, and like, and a few people called him kid. I was like, he doesn't look like a kid anymore. He looks like he's thirty. Yeah, yeah. 
Which, to be fair, is pretty good since he's actually like 40. But, he, I mean, he, he does not look like he's, you know, a year out of high school or whatever he was supposed to be when Breaking Bad started. This is an years, issue that the Breaking Bad universe is really starting to 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 experience now. Uh, and as much as I love Better Call Saul, and it's a fantastic show, even in, through on through his fourth season, but if you go back and look at Saul Goodman's first appearance in Breaking Bad, you're going... Yeah, Bob's aged, and, and I, he doesn't look like the same guy anymore. Yeah, and I ex- like, you know, that's built in. Like, I mean, I know we live in the real world. I'm not expecting, you know, MC li- MCU level de aging technology. Like, I, that's fine. You know, <laughs> no man, they spoiled me. I need it. <laughs> yeah, but 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 Todd was like Todd really pulled me. I like. Because yeah. you can kind of even headcanon, well, you know, he's been living in a hole, you know, like an animal. He's aged. I get it. He, you know, he's got some, he's got a lot more miles. Well, they on. put, they put some scars on him to kind of cover up the fact that he's aged a little. They put some scars yeah. on his face and but, stuff like that. And, and honestly, it was really, Todd is the only one I, that really kind of pulled me out of it. Cause Walt doesn't look that different. You know, shaved head does a lot to get, <laughs> I, you to know, I could tell he was wearing a bald cap. His head looked way more bulbous. Oh. I didn't even notice. It was yeah. like Rosenbaum in the last Smallville, man. It was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, give him the fedora, man. Give him the fedora. <laughs> cover it up. Yeah. No, Todd is, Todd is played by uh, Jesse Plemons, is the, is the actor's name that plays Todd. Mm-hmm. And in his defense, now nah, this is coming from someone that has that has struggled with his weight his entire life. Um. He put on a lot of that weight on purpose for a role that he played in Fargo. Uh, sure. He was supposed to be overweight, and he has just struggled to take it back off. And um, and so yeah. The, again, I am not I'm not saying he's a bad person or disgusting or anything like right. that. It's just not it's not a judgment on him or him being overweight. It's just uh, like the character. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you've set the rules that this is happening the next day or even in the past and we've seen him in the past, it's I mean, again, I don't know what they could have done. Like, it would have been weird to, like, you know, just shoot him from the neck up and have like a body double or something. And then but it's like they I don't know. It's like there's they're like the very first scene of the flashback when he's looking up through the cage but you can see his little gut under the shirt. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. you could have put him in bigger clothes. I'm like, something. <laughs> if you Vince Gilligan... Done, go ahead. They, what they could have done is not show all those freaking flashbacks and the recap of Todd. Because yeah. I'm just like, oh, yeah, there he is. He's all... There he is. And then I was like, wait, is that him? That is true. <laughs> oh. They do that. Like, because well, I don't have time to rewatch Breaking Bad. I was just going from memory. But, you know, they showed me that recap, but I'm like... <laughs> I appreciate what? the recap. You know, and you don't even have you don't even have to have seen the whole series. You only need really need to know what happened yeah. in the last season. Yeah. Or really the last like four or five episodes, to tell you the truth. Jesse Plemons has a nickname. Everybody calls him Fat Damon. <laughs> because he bears a striking resemblance to Matt Damon, but he's overweight. Now, wow. That I would say is mean. And I would not say that. I would not say that. <laughs> That's bad. I'm laughing though. <laughs> if Vince Gilligan met with him. Uh, a year ago and said, Hey, I'm writing the script for a continuation of Breaking Bad and, you know, you're going to have a lot in it. You know, do you think you can get down to your fighting weight before we make this movie? He says, Oh yeah, sure. 
a year goes by, the script's written, it's time to start shooting it, and he hasn't lost very much weight. What are they supposed to do? You know, he's got to figure out. Well, we still have to make we still have to make this movie, or else that's I'm honestly have to, what I, I suspect yeah. was the case. But again, you could have put him in back year clothes. Yeah, I yeah, mean, like true. you know, I've seen. You know, there 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 have been times when you know actors are pregnant on shows, but you don't know because of the way they dress. Because they, sta- the they stand behind it. a stand behind oh, a shopping bag or something like that. I always know. I'm like, they're standing behind too many people. They're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm be honest. A lot of times I don't know. Like I, like, well, I mean, I'm not going to go through a list of people, but I mean, I certainly, you know, unless you make it. I, but again, I. I dive in, like I, I I enjoy, uh, you know, getting swept up in the story. Like I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not the guy to look for, um, you know, the little 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 mistakes and the oh the clock said four fifteen and now it says three twenty two. Like I'm I don't yeah. I enjoy I, I, part of the production. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. So that's, like if they if they had, I'm like throw me a bone. Like work, help me help you. Yeah. If he had said, "Yeah, I've had, I've had, a, I've had this really bad sinus infection. I've been taking these steroids," then you would have been like, "Oh, okay, they, <laughs> I get yeah. that." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, what happened to you? Oh yeah, I just took some medication. I'll be fine a couple of days. <laughs> I got stung by a bee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was out in the sun too long. I swelled up. I don't know. Yeah. Now, as as much as I liked this movie, because it was a great episode of Breaking Bad, but it wasn't like a really good movie because it didn't have the, I don't know, it didn't have a beginning, middle, and an end like a movie's supposed to have. Oh, good lord! It didn't. I mean, it didn't. It didn't even have a beginning. I mean, it just started. <laughs> you know. We didn't. There was. I mean, it, it okay, okay. So you're saying you're saying if you're not a Breaking Bad fan, you wouldn't. If you don't, if you never watched Breaking Bad, now like okay, if you've never seen Breaking Bad and you go watch Better Call Saul, you'll probably be fine. Yeah. There'll be stuff that you'll miss, but it won't be important to the story that you're actually watching. It would just kind of enhance it. If you knew who some of these characters were, or who they would be later on, it would enhance your viewing. But, but this. It, is like when he goes to see Badger and and, and uh, Badger and Skinny Pete. Nobody ever even says their names. Mm-hmm. But you don't need to know their names. We don't. These na- are, these yeah, are, we these don't. Are my two guys. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. these are my two guys. Like I, they're the people that he went to for help. That's yeah. really all you need to know. Yeah, I I, th- I think I agree with Sean on this one. But I have problems <laughs> with the movie, with the whole movie. Well, I mean, well, I really, I really liked the movie. I mean, I really did, but it's well, because I'm such a big Breaking Bad fan, and this is a better ending because I hated, I liked that we got an ending to Walt's story in the finale. We never got an ending to Jesse's story. This is the ending. You know, we all we know is that he escaped. What well, did he escape and go? You know, drive over the next hill and get pulled over by the cops, and now he's in jail. Okay. You know. Let me ask you something. I mean, you could still ask that same question now. Like, are the cops exactly. going to travel out in Alaska? Like, you like the story exactly. doesn't end. And nah, the, I think yeah. he, I think he's fine now. He's got a I new identity. Just, you could have said that. that unless, well, he, yeah. he didn't have a he didn't have a new identity then. He's got a new identity now. Unless he gets arrested and gets fingerprinted, he'll be all right. My biggest problem with this movie is at the end of Breaking Bad, 
Jesse's free, off to start a new life, and we are left to imagine what that new life is. And at the end of this movie, we're, the last thing we see is Jesse driving off to start a new life, and we are left to imagine what that new life is. Yeah. There was no point to any part of this movie other than to just go, oh, Jesse's kind of a you know, cool guy now. Look, look, at, look at what he did. That's, he got it together and got out of Dodge. That's cool. All right. What did I just watch for two hours? <laughs> like, what did, what I wanted want. Oh, what would oh what would I want? We yeah. start the movie off in Alaska. He's already left that life. He's woodworking. No. Like they were, yeah. Like we saw him, like him daydreaming about and Breaking Bad. That way, you can have something from his past catch up with him. Maybe even that kid that you know he left the letter for, like. He has to go save him. Somebody's somebody's coming to him. There's some sort of situation where he has to go find that kid and save him. And you wouldn't have to see have seen any of Breaking Bad. You just know this dude had a bad past. This dude, there was somebody he cared about. And now someone from that past is coming back. We've seen a million action movies like that. And if Vince Gilligan did it, it would have been like ten times better than any of those stupid action movies. Yeah, the, the, but the only thing is, no matter no matter how they ended that movie, unless they killed him, then it's going to be, you know, he's going off and we don't know what happens to him after that. <laughs> and see, I feel like this movie is is basically made so that we can have a bridge between it and whenever Jesse inevitably shows up in future sequences on Better Call Saul. If he does. I'm and not with that. Can't well, he does. All right, so in in Better Call Saul, in, in well, in, hang on, hang on. I'm okay. sorry, Sean, but but before we get too far away from it, uh, and I'm 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 just asking, um, you, you compared you compared the movie to Better Call Saul because you know you don't really need a backstory for Better Call Saul; it just kind of enhances it. Is that an apples and oranges though? Because we're talking about a movie as opposed to a show. Like you have you know umpteen hours to tell the story in Better Call Saul as opposed to two. Well, yeah, but but we don't really know how many because I mean he could he could make as many movies as as Aaron Paul come back and do, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. We could have a we could have a Breaking Bad movie every year for the next ten years, you know. It's just we'd have yearly episodes instead of uh, weekly. And I would say um, thus far, thus far, Better Call Saul, like watching Breaking Bad, is not a prereq for understanding and enjoying Better Call Saul. I think that's that was the primary issue. Like Breaking Bad, I uh, mean, uh, El Camino, if you don't see Breaking Bad, you're just like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't stand on its own. Like, Maybe it's just a big commercial for Breaking Bad. <laughs> like, this guy <laughs> sure is interesting. I wonder what he's about. Yeah. <laughs> now, I want, okay, I'm going to say something. I don't know how controversial it'll be. I loved seeing uh, Brian Cranston come back as Walter White. But that scene had nothing to do with the rest of the movie and was not necessary. It was on, it was only there for Brian Cranston to come back <laughs> and do a scene. Um, was, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no controversy here. Because the, the, was, the movie takes place, the movie takes place in two timelines. You've got the, you've got the, what we consider the present and then you've got what happened before while he was in captivity. And the only thing that, the only way that you know the difference is he's got a beard in one and he doesn't in the other, which is why he shaves the beard in, in the present. Um, 
which by the way, some of the flashbacks kind of confused me because they didn't do any kind of transition. It was just like, okay, now we're in the past. Now mm-hmm. we're in the present, you know. Well, I, I, I mean, most of the people, maybe all of the people actually, that he flashed, that he had flashbacks to, are dead. Yeah. So that that was my <laughs> that was my. He's, he's talking to his girlfriend. He's talking to Mike. He's talking to Todd. He's talking to uh, Walt. I don't think he. I don't think he interacted with anybody in the flashbacks. Well, except for the the welder guy. And that was all contained in the movie. As far as I know, I don't remember him from the show. No, none of that was in the show. Uh, I was watching it with my wife, and my wife watched the show with me, but she wasn't as into it as I was. And uh, and so when all of a sudden they show Jesse in the trunk of a car next to the de- next to the cleaning lady's dead body, she's like, "Why is he? Why is he in the trunk of that car? You know, he was doing this a minute ago." It was like, "Well, he, this is a flashback," you know. But then the the scene with Walt didn't take place in either one of those timelines. It was further back. It was all yeah. it was all the way back to see. It was like season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so was the scene with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Which like, I didn't, also I didn't, I didn't which was also that. unnecessary. <laughs> it was just a it was just a reason to have uh, Kristen Ritter come back and and reprise her role. Also yeah. correct. So. I mean, I, I didn't. I was I was fine with the flashbacks. Um, again, my only problem really was that the actors didn't look, um, it didn't look like it, it was the next day. It looked like it was, you know, if, if you had told me several months, I'd have been okay with it. Um, I, I felt like, you know, all of those scenes with the old actors, there was a little bit of fan service there because I feel like if, you know, yeah. the, a lot of fans had seen, tuned in and Christian Ritter wasn't there, Brian Cranston wasn't there. They would have been like, oh, um, why? I want to see him. Okay, all right. It'd be like the fans when they're complaining about Jed Z and in Warp's flashbacks on DS9. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but at the same time, I feel like all those flashbacks are they're like, we already knew he was tortured. We didn't need any of that. I feel like when you look at the actual plot of the present day, there's just not a whole lot going on. And I feel like those flashbacks were either pulled from the archives or kind of cobbled together to fill out a couple of hours. That's how it felt. And I hated that I felt that way because I love Breaking Bad and I love Vince Gilligan. And I love Better Call Saul. And I just didn't want the El Camino movie to be this like sort of sour note puzzle piece in the whole thing. But at the end of the day, I, my wife and I just looked at each other and we were like, really? That, that was... <laughs> He kind of felt like he was going on, going on a series of side quests, you know, because it's like, yes. yeah, I got I got to do this one thing, and now now I've done that, I've got to go do, do this other thing, you know, and it just kept, you know, going sideways, and that is correct. But that's also that's very Breaking Bad, yeah. You know, the 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 whole um, I've got a plan, and the plan goes, you know, pear shaped. Yeah, and it might be. It might partially be one of those. Uh, it might be one of those like Return to Mayberry situations where it's like, no, I'm used to seeing this in a in a half hour format. It doesn't work in a two hour format, or you know, the the act breaks are weird and it just doesn't feel right. If it had been actually cut up properly into two separate episodes, maybe I would have felt differently. But as it was, it just sort of felt plotting to say the least. To, to me, anyway. 
that being said, I love parts of it. And I still like Aaron Paul, and I still like thought the acting was really great. I just wish more was happening around that fantastic acting. He did yeah, a really I, good job of getting back into the character. I mean, he mm-hmm. it, he he did a really good job doing that. He put out a tweet several months ago. I want to say six, seven, eight months ago. Um, and in the tweet, there was a picture of him and Brian Cranston, and they looked like they were next to a river. Uh, like they had just gotten out of the river or something like that. And everybody, all the speculation started coming out. Well, that means Walt survived. And it's like, if Walt survived, that's going to piss me off for one thing, mm-hmm. because that completely changes the entire movie. And then I kind of had this idea. Well, what if Jesse's going on some quest and he's, but he's got like, He's kind of he's been in the he's been in the hole for so long that he's a little delusional. Mm-hmm. He's he's got like an imaginary Walt following him around everywhere. Like Harvey. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so so we can have we can have that that relationship of Jesse and Walt that everybody loves to hear them go off go off of each other. Um but it's it doesn't change what had happened before. But they didn't do that. I I could I could see them doing that. Um, it would have been, I feel like, kind of obvious that they just did it so that he could be in the show. Um, uh, you know, I, I guess it depends on how they executed it. Honestly, I would rather if he was just an actual ghost. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a legit, you know. I would have been okay with just one scene. One scene where suddenly he just... He thinks he he thinks he's talking to Walt, and uh, yeah. I don't know. You just but, be uh, like uh, be like Lala and Black Lightning, and have like all the people who've died around him just floating, like just walking around, like criticizing everything he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, couple of things that I did like. Uh, number one, Badger and Skinny Pete, love them always. Obsession's the bomb, yo. I got it for him for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that, that stuff makes me laugh. Uh, Larry, you know what I loved? Like in the background of uh, Skinny Pete's place, he had an Excelsior. No, sorry, an Enterprise B uh, model, and what looked like the old Columbia House VHS of TNG on the shelves. Go back <laughs> and look. That. I didn't notice that. <laughs> I was like, ah! <laughs> I did like when he uh, he says, "Skinny, why are you doing all this, man?" He said. You're my hero and shit, man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, Larry Hankin came back as old Joe. I mean, just for that one scene, but I like, I liked him when he, when he showed up on the, uh, on the series. Um, he was in the magnets pitch that episode, you know, <laughs> he was in that episode. And, uh, so it was fun to, to, it was fun to see some of those cameos, you know. I thought that. Like when when he was there, he was checking out the car, and then all of a sudden it went off. Uh, part of me thought that they had put something in Jesse, that they had like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they low jacked Jesse. <laughs> yeah, they low jacked him, like in case he ever escaped or whatever, and like you know, which would have been which would have been horrible but cool. The report did did you guys notice the radio reporter uh, reporting about Lydia? They didn't call her Lydia. They said unnamed woman that Walt had apparently poisoned and she wasn't expected to, to survive and all that kind of stuff. So 
that was how Jesse found out that he had killed her or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to say a few words? Nice lady, excellent housekeeper. <laughs> that was great. I liked yeah. all the little callbacks. Like, I was, uh, and I didn't catch some of them. Um, a couple of them I did, but like, I was reading like a list of all these different callbacks that that like rounded out stuff from Breaking Bad, like. Um, Jesse had strangled Todd with a belt and he, that's how he killed Mm -hmm. his cleaning lady. And, uh, you know, uh, Jesse, when he shot the guy, he, it was a misdirect and the same way Walt killed all those dudes with the gun in the car. And when the gun went off with the car, the car caught on fire, just like Jesse's coat caught on fire. Like just like weird stuff like that. I, I enjoyed all that. That was really cool. Vince Gilligan is really good about, uh, putting like just little moments mm-hmm. in inside of serious moments to bring a little bit of comedy into it just enough as like when at the beginning when they're bringing the El Camino into uh, skinny Pete's backyard and he hits the basketball goal and knocks it over you know just a, a little moment like that and then when they're rolling the housekeeper's body up in the in the carpet and then they have to unroll it so Todd can take his belt back and put it back on. <laughs> that, it's like, that's a Vince Gilligan kind of thing to, that he would write, you know. It's like we, it's like the, like, uh, <laughs> it subverts the drama of it, but it's like little human moments that, and that's, I think that's the brilliance of his, of those com- comedic beats is this, they're little, com- they're like little human moments. And, uh, I, I don't, uh, I don't, you don't see a lot of that in, in TV. I don't feel like anymore, or at all. Period. Not even anymore. Just it's always got to be like, here's a punchline. <laughs> um, there was an X Files reference in the, uh, you know, the, the uh, Vince Gilligan's first writing credit for television was on the X Files. Yeah. He wrote the the episode that Brian Cranston was in. I can't remember the name of it right now, but he was. I don't remember. It, it was basically. I have to keep driving west or my head's going to explode. And uh, if I stop, my head's going to explode. So he has to keep going west, and, of course, eventually you're going to get to the ocean. Um, but when he opens Todd's um, – when Jesse opens Todd's glove compartment, there's a pack of cigarettes in there. The cigarettes are oh, Morley. Oh, well, they're Morley's? They're Morley's. Yeah. Nice. So that's the that's the the, the cigarette smoking man's brand, you know, he like Morley cigarettes. So um the the scene where Jesse is in the apartment and the the cop the cops come in. Um we don't know that they're not cops. And then we get to a point where Jesse's got the one guy in the back holding him at gunpoint and he says call your friend. So when he calls his friend, he says, Lieutenant, at that point, the guy in the living room or in the kitchen knew, hey, there's something up. But we still don't know. You know, that kind of, yeah, that kind of I, stuff was I very I figured it was just because, well, he never calls him, because he just called him Neil, yeah. you know, a minute ago. So, yeah, I figured that's how he knew he was up. But, yeah, I didn't think that they were cops yet. Um, Robert Forrester. So this movie came out the same day that Robert Forrester died, mm-hmm. which was weird but um i've always everything that i've ever seen him in i've always liked him he's and he usually plays basically the same guy you know but but sometimes he's like you know in in this he's kind of 
sideways from the law. He's helping people that are wanted get away and stuff. And then when he was in Jackie Brown, he was a uh, bell bondsman, you know. So, but he's basically, but he still acts the same, you know. It's a, he's the same guy. Uh, but yeah, I've I've always liked him, so I liked seeing him here. And uh, was it was about thirty minutes after I finished watching the movie, I found out that he had died, and I was a little mm. sad. <laughs> yeah. So do you think we're going to get more? Because they, they named this El Camino a Breaking Bad movie. Do you think mm-hmm. we're going to get more Breaking Bad movies? Yeah. I think there should be a few more, and they should all be named after cars. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. That would that would be a Vince Gagan <laughs> thing to do as well, you know. Because it kind of really didn't have that much to do with the actual movie. He puts yeah. uh, he he puts codes like all of his uh, all of the titles for a season will uh, will spell out something, you know, or there will be some kind of a code. The the first season of Better Call Saul, every episode ended in O, like pimento, jello, <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, he he has a naming convention. Uh, he plays around with stuff like that. So, all right. I, so I, I only request that there's no Skyler movie. No, I would like to see a Gus movie, but I'd like to see how he became who he is, who he was yeah. before he got his face blown off. See, I figured that'll happen in Breaking Bad. I mean, in uh, Better Call Saul, to some degree. Well, now nah, he's already in Better Call Saul, but he's already Gus. He's already the you know the big kingpin or whatever. But we saw a lot of that in Breaking Bad. Yeah, we, we saw, saw a few flashbacks. We saw a few flashbacks, but yeah, I'd like to I'd like to see something. I don't know, it, but it, it's it's hard to do that with the characters you've already seen them die. It's hard to go back and do a whole movie about that person. But so before John John before you came on, uh, Dave posed a question. And I told him we'd hold it until you uh, until you came on. So, Dave, do you want do you want to you ask your question again? All right. So, I'm gonna butcher the way I'm asking this. I know. I, um, <laughs> what do you think in your mind? What was the point where? Okay, first of all, what was Walt's original sin, and at what point was he irredeemable? Like in in the show. Where would you place that? Where you were just like, oh, that's the decision that led to everything else. Like the, the those, decision, the big downfall. Are those two different moments? Or are you saying you want one moment? They can be one moment. They could be two different moments. I left it kind of open-ended. I've had, um, two, I've had people say different things, and I'm like, oh, well, okay, that could be two different things. To me, um, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, that was kind of the beauty of the show. It was, It was all these... You know, well, that's not so bad. Well, if I did this, I can do that. But that's not so bad. Like, like it, it is this slow progression mm-hmm. of him kind of, you know, going to the dark side. But I guess if I were to pick, if I were to pick um, the moment um, when I was like, ooh, because <laughs> um, he had kind of killed people in self-defense like in the like he gassed them in the in the trailer or whatever to me the first one that was um evil was when he let the girlfriend die um because he didn't 
technically kill her, but he he as good as killed her mm-hmm. because he saw her dying and could have saved her and didn't. And it was for purely selfish reasons. She wasn't, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't self-defense. It wasn't, she wasn't out to hurt him. Um, in his mind, he justified it. Um, and to me, that was kind of the, the first villainous thing that he did. Cause, well, he sold meth because I had to do this. I had to do that. I had to do this, but he didn't have to let her die. Okay. That the yeah. first. That's to me. That's enough. Yeah. That I remember it. I think that his reaction while that was happening, he, uh, I mean, at least he felt bad for doing it. <laughs> but uh, I think but he that the, calculated that. Yeah, he was, he, knew, he knew that her dying yeah. was going to be good for him. So yes. yeah, he let that happen. I think that the first thing that he did that. I don't think he could have come back from was when he poisoned the, when he poisoned Brock. Mm. He, uh, he, he, that was kind of deep in though. It was not long after, um, it was not too long after, um, she had died. You know, he kind of moved on to the next girl fairly quickly, you know, I mean, it's television. You have to, but, um, but yeah, he, um, and they never, they didn't show him do it, but Jesse told him, yeah, sure. he, he, he was, he was poisoned by, was it, it wasn't ricin, right? What was it? It was some kind of plant. And then we see that he yeah. has that plant, we, he has that plant in his yard or whatever. And so he poisoned him and, uh, could have killed him. It didn't kill him. Uh, but that was the fact that he did something to a child because it would uh it would create events that would be good for him yes. that was that was the first time that he did something that I don't think he can come back from everything okay. that he had done back up to that point maybe legally he would he, he he would be punished for but morally he could still come back from that he had not actually done anything to anyone he had he had killed people like you said in self defense he had let things happen but he had not actually done it you know until that point so that's where i'm at okay what's your answer to your question Dave? (laughs) (laughs) um it's relatively early in the show um and it it was i I feel like his original sin was pride because the whole time he's like i need to do this for my for my family and all this but like the the moment that he where those people from his past came back and said we're gonna give you a we're offering you a job back with the company right. you'll be completely taken care of all of your medical expenses will be taken care of your family will be taken care of if you die you're getting paid all this money and he turns them down so he can go make meth I'm like this is about pride it's not about his family it's not about anything that's the sin that he can't come back from that it yeah. leads him on his path is just. That was the moment to me where like Walt was just like, oh, he's a lost soul. Because he, I, I mean, yeah. he had already gotten a taste yeah. of the fact that he was good at it. He was good at the at at part of it. Yeah, it was ego. Yeah, and the further the further into that world he went, he 
he never really got good at being a gangster. You know, he he's kind of fumbled his know. way through. He kind of fumbled <laughs> his way through it. Yeah, he's the one who, he is the one who knocks, man. He he got pretty he, damn he good. orchestrated <laughs> multiple murders in prison yeah. <laughs> simultaneously. Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. I mean, but it just seems like he he always kind of fumbles his way into stuff. Uh, he doesn't get killed just by the seat of his pants. You know, the whole showdown where, where, where Hank got killed out in the desert and everything. He very well should have been killed and didn't, <laughs> you know, just yeah. him and Jesse should have been in the hole next to Hank, but neither one of them were. <laughs> and it was not because of anything that Walt did or didn't do. It was just because events transpired well, in his favor. Yeah, that example, but there are also several examples of him outsmarting everybody around him and being being more crafty and being more ruthless <clears throat> than everybody else in the room. Yeah. Or everybody else he's dealing with. Which to me is means you've made it as a gangster. <laughs> All I would right. like to go back and watch that all, all of it again. I've watched it twice. I watched it over the weekend for the second time, and it's, I mean, like I said, it's good. It's, but I mean, ultimately, it's an episode of Breaking Bad. It's not really a movie, yeah. <laughs> even though they call it that. They call it a Breaking Bad movie. But. Okay, so does that? And I'm not, you know, I don't particularly have a dog in this fight. I'm just making conversation. <laughs> yeah. In a podcasty way, mm-hmm. uh, does a movie need to stand on its own for you to consider it a movie? Even if it is, even if it is like a two-hour episode of Breaking Bad. No, I mean it can it can be no. part of a it can be part of a series. It just there's a structure when you call something a movie, it needs to tell a story in a structure of there's there's a beginning, there's a middle, and there's an end. I don't and agree this, with that. This didn't do that. You know? <laughs> the whole thing, and it doesn't middle. have to. It doesn't have to be linear. I mean, you know, like Pulp Fiction is all over the place, but you know, well, it told a story. Yeah, it told it told a story, and this, he, this told guy got out, and he's trying to get out of town. This didn't. Yeah, it didn't it tell a story. <laughs> this told the end of a story. You know, this it told this, the middle of an end of a story. It, it told part of a story. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, every movie. But it's, I mean, it, like I said, it, 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 I liked it. I'm a Breaking Bad fan. I thought it was great. Uh, but if you, if you've never seen Breaking Bad, you're not going to get this. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not going to be something you can get into. But yes. like I said before, Better Call Saul, if you've never seen Breaking Bad, you can still enjoy that show. I think it's a movie, but it may not be a film. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. It's I'm not cinema. Kidding. It's not cinema. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be Scorsese, and I'm not gonna say that. Comic. <laughs> hey, comic book movies are terrible. They're they're destroying cinema and all that. Yeah, so are westerns. Yeah, I actually didn't have that much of a problem with what he said, and you know I love. He said, he said basically that they're not. You know, they're more like amuse, amusement parks. I was like, yeah, it's fair. It's fine. I like amusement parks. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a Yeah, them. Francis Ford Coppola came behind him and said some other things, but, you know, he's just mad because, you know. What has what Francis Ford Coppola made lately? I have no idea. Uh, I haven't heard from him in a while. 
Was it the Irishman or something? So, so, That's Scorsese. Uh, Scorsese made the Irishman, yeah. But. I just want to go for that. Does he have to make something else though? I mean, <laughs> isn't he done? Then why is they want they, then yeah then shut up. Well, <laughs> I mean, see, like I think if you're done, that, then go away. <laughs> I don't think there's any like comic book movies are this are just the westerns of today. Like there's exactly, always been yeah. the big blockbusters that you know kind of take over everything. Uh, and then you have the Scorsese Coppola affair that belongs at the Oscars, where you know people like to pretend that they're smart and they enjoy the thing, and they know what how it ended. Okay. And I like I like I like Scorsese movies. You know, we, we we started the podcast talking about Taxi Driver and the and the uh what was what was the other movie we were talking about? The King comedian movie. Oh, yeah, the King of uh, Comedy. Yeah, King of Comedy. I didn't even see the movie. Yeah, I had, or your part of the conversation, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and I like I, I like Francis Ford Coppola. I mean, the the Godfather's in my top ten favorite films of all time. Yeah. But you know, I like I like comic book movies too. I mean, why you got to crap on on yeah. comic book movies? I mean, but the thing the thing is, I think that the reason that they're coming out and saying all this stuff is because we're starting to get to a point where some of these comic book movies are showing up at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to compete against comic book movies. They don't. My movie, The Irishman, should not be uh, next to Joker in the best picture category. And I'm sorry, Joker belongs in that category. It was one of the best pictures of this year. I would agree. So. It's one of the best movies in the last couple of years, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. But, you know, yeah, I mean, they're like, okay, well, now that it's not Oscars for the best visual effects, now they're actually starting yeah. to compete on what I like. Yeah, because Black, Black Panther was in the list last year, was in the best picture category last year. Yeah. And that, you know, when when we start seeing Captain America, you know, bumming around a pool, and you know, pondering his existence, that's when we'll have Noah Baumbach come out and be like, "I don't think comic book <laughs> movies should be considered cinema." Um, <laughs> let me hit on one more thing before we before I close the show out, since I got Dave on the show. Uh, have you watched? Um, have you there? There's two animated films that I watched this week. One was uh, the Death and Return of Superman. Have you seen that? Mm. You haven't seen it. Mm-mm. No, I haven't. John, did you watch it? Um, I strongly considered it, but um, it's almost three not. hours long because it's really two yeah. movies and they put them together. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's like I, I think um, actually a couple of nights ago I was going to watch it, but it's like it was, it was it's in that place where you can't rent it; you can only buy it. I'm like, I'm not going to buy it yet. Now, did you did you buy it, Sean, or did you find it somewhere? Found it on the floor. Uh-huh. Okay, fair enough. Picked it up. <laughs> Picked it up. Watched it. Put it back on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, um. <laughs> no, it was. I liked it because it was. Uh, it's weird because that story took that story happened twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. The the death and return of Superman, the reign of the Superman, and all that. But when they made the when they made this movie, they said it in current continuity so there's a lot of differences like uh, in the original story john henry irons was a construction worker and in this he's a scientist mm-hmm. and uh which batman, frankly makes more sense <laughs> yeah, yeah batman makes some uh comments about damian wayne you know damian wayne didn't exist back then yeah 
And it's little things like that. But at the same time, it is the most faithful adaptation of that story that has been made. You know, they did that Superman versus Doomsday that they did about 10 years ago that was mm-hmm. nothing like the, like the original story. And, and then that, that thing that Kevin Smith was gonna make was nothing like the original story. <laughs> now, have you uh, seen the other movies leading up to, uh, Death and Return of Superman? Because this is actually in their, like, post flashpoint continuity of animated films. I've seen some of them. I haven't watched all of them. I've seen a few of them. And it's hard for me to, when, when they come out, it's hard for me to know which ones are part of this continuity and which ones are something completely different because they did that Batman and Harley Quinn movie mm-hmm. that was just really weird because it was almost like a, it was almost like I was watching Adam West Batman. It was you know, like a parody of the animated series. Yeah, it had fart jokes and stuff in it. You know, yeah. it and and then they had Batman and the Ninja Turtles, which was actually a good movie. Yeah. But but it's it was uh, continuity. Don't yeah. worry about it. It's just there to be enjoyed. And then I watched uh <laughs> I watched uh, I've actually watched about half. I haven't finished it yet. I'm gonna finish it this weekend. But I watched the first half of Gotham by Gaslight. Have you seen that? Absolutely. Yeah, we reviewed that one. Did you? Yeah. 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 It's uh it's pretty good. Which I, I remember the comic when it came out. I read the comic yeah. when it came out. Years, I think it improves upon ago. the comic. Yeah. Have you seen that, John? This is uh, uh no. Batman. I'm, 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 yeah, it's like Batman and Sherlock. And well, if if Batman took place in the 19th century, that's that's what. There's it a Batman Ninja. Mm-hmm. Also, have you seen that? Uh. Uh-uh. No. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. I'm just I'm aware of it. <laughs> There's, awesome. Yeah, there's there's a Wonder Woman film. There's, there are various DC um, animated movies that uh, um, I intend to get around to. I saw what did I see? I saw the um, the Green Lantern one and oh. Emerald Knights, First Flight. Well, yeah, but there's there's one that just came out oh. a few months ago. And and something else, another another one. I can't remember what. But. I just you never know when you watch them what you're gonna get because sometimes they're really good and then sometimes they're the killing joke. <laughs> oh, to be fair, the only part of the killing joke that wasn't really good was the part that Brian Azzarello did at the, like the first like thirty the first minutes with like the first half of the, getting it on the first half of the movie. Yeah, right <laughs> the second half of the movie was a very faithful adaptation of the yeah. uh, original. Uh, story. Yeah, but I was about to say, added... I, I, typically, I mean, I expect at this point, I expect my DC animated film to be pretty good. Like, I, I it's, it's rare that I'll see a bad one. They they range from okay to really good. Yeah, in my opinion. But part of the Maybe. problem with the adapting Killing Joke is is like a standard twenty two page comic. There's nothing. Yeah, it's just much one there. issue. Yeah. Like just make a make an animated make a Batman animated series episode out of it and just be done with it, man. Don't you do the have long to Halloween? Add... They they haven't made the long uh, Halloween into a film, have they? It, the what? Man, the long Halloween. I don't know that one. Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, is uh is fantastic. Is Batman trying over the course of a year or uh, over the course of a year throughout the seasons trying to find the Holiday Killer? So good. Mm. So good. And then, you know, Kevin Smith did that uh, cacophony and widening gyre. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, this will make a pretty good, you know, uh, 
film, ninety minute film or whatever. But yeah. No. Dark they victory. Wanna, they want to go back and make uh, Batman and Harley Quinn. <laughs> well, that was a Bruce Tim thing, and Bruce Tim says it's canon, and I say it's not. No, 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 no. You, you know, you don't want that. The only thing in that thing that I actually liked for canon was getting rid of Nightwing's mullet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was so sad to see like those designs and those actors wasted. I was like, oh, why, why are you doing this? But Justice League versus the Fatal Five. That was pretty I good. I, I think I saw that. I think I saw that. And that was in the same canon. That might be the one I'm thinking of. Or what was one of the ones I'm thinking of? Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, that was pretty good. I saw it. There was one that I wasn't crazy about. That what was the one that had Constantine in it? Oh, the Justice League Dark. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about that one. But I think it was mainly because it was about characters that I'm not really familiar with. I thought it was okay. So. That's fair. That's modern audiences for you. We don't know these characters. We don't like it. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I don't read comics. I don't read comics anymore. So uh, characters that I grew up watching, and I, 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 I watch those, and I'm okay with even Even if they're current continuity, I'm like, well, this is different than I remember, but it's the characters that I know, you know. Mm-hmm. But when they make when they make something that's about characters that I have no idea what they you know what their backstory is and stuff like that. Yeah, but they shoehorn just... Batman in there for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's never in the books per se, but let's just shoehorn him into the Justice League Dark. I mean, what what was the one that was basically uh, Suicide Squad that was kind of more based on the Batman video games than anything else. You know what I'm talking that about? Was, that one was good. Ar- yeah, that the was Arkham Asylum, Asylum one? Yeah, Arkham yeah Assault on Arkham. Assault yeah, there you go. There you that go. one was solid. That was yeah, uh, like that. Roy Baker playing a very Mark Hamill-sounding Joker. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that one a lot. It was a lot of fun for us. I mean, I like all the uh, Arkham uh, canon. I like... I don't like playing video games too much, but I like watching the the movies of the video games yeah. on on YouTube. So I'm just uh, so bad at video games. I, I I had the first the first Arkham uh, game too. that came out, and I'm so bad that I mean, I still got it. This is a game that uh, a, a competent player could probably get through the whole thing in four or five hours, and I'm you know three weeks in, and I'm still. <laughs> well, I was playing. I was. I had no idea what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like, no, no one showed up. It was like, Batman, you need to so-and-so. It's just like, go. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll run around. I've got to go pull up maps online to tell me where I'm supposed to go and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I need to. I'm, 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 I'm not a big, huge, scrolling, sprawling, open world guy. Like, no, I don't. I don't want to just run around and find stuff. Like, I, I, I want a quest. Mm-hmm. Give me a mission. You know, I don't want to just walk around and make stuff. I don't want to invent a life. Like I can do that here. Like, now, I, the, <laughs> the DC, the DC uh, Lego movies, I've really, uh, Lego uh, games, I've really, I really enjoyed some of those. Yeah, they do a good job with the Lego games for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played any in a while. <laughs> I haven't played any in a while, service. but it, they, they understand that they're fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, like I know DC movies. <laughs> uh, Hey, you know, Aquaman, Shazam, they were fun. Okay, how many movies did I have to go through to get to them? I mean, you know, they were... Look, Zack Snyder was trying to do something. The 
uh, you know, all the critics who were eight years old when Iron Man started weren't having it, and made sure yeah. that, made sure that Rotten Tomatoes and the general audience thought that it was a bad movie. So no one, well, I mean, still people still went to go see it, but Warner Brothers were, you know, knee jerk reactionaries, and uh, we didn't get to see the end of Zach's, uh, you know, vision, and uh, I'm. I don't know. I wish they had done it. If like, I didn't, I didn't agree with everything Zach was doing, uh, with everything he wanted to do. Um, but if they had just let him do it, we would have been. We, it would have been over now. <laughs> we, they, could have, we could have been moving done? on to something else. Oh, I mean, they're done with him. I think they're done. I mean, the Snyder cut fans are still wanting that movie but yeah he, he had a, like a five movie plan and it was wrapping up this year so i we would have been done <laughs> like, like have oh, they okay. given up uh totally on trying to keep anything tied to that because i know we still have no. a wonder woman movie no, coming out no 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 it's still very much tied to that universe in february we have birds of prey coming out harley quinn uh, sorry, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, which is very much a Suicide Squad sequel, like a David Ayer's Suicide Squad sequel. Um, she has broken up with Leto's Joker. We see her throwing knives at a, you know, uh, at a picture, a drawn picture of him on the wall. Like it's very much set in the universe. Uh, uh, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad is set in the same universe. We've got Viola Davis back as Waller. We've got Jai Courtney back as Boomerang. Harley Quinn is back. Margot Robbie. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is set in that same universe. Shazam 2 is in development. Yeah, I knew they were still making those movies. I just didn't know Black if Adam. they were s- still trying to to build a uh, a DC universe like they were with Justice League and everything. Because they're also coming out with stuff that's not tied to that universe, you mm-hmm. know, you know, like Joker, you know, and Batman. He's not tied to yeah. that, yeah. Or so oh, far as yeah. we know, Batman. The Batman, but, yeah. Yeah, I think they're just doing both and just seeing what happens. And uh, I, the, the problem, one of the big problems with DC, and Marvel will come to this shortly. Um, one of the big problems with DC is that there are so many different fans who have their own little version of those characters in their mind like oh well that's not my superman my superman is christopher reeve or oh my superman is animated series with paul dini oh my batman is adam west my batman is michael keaton kevin conroy whatever and they're so persnickety about it now that's going to happen for marvel whenever they decide to recast tony stark it's already happening with 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 tom holland and spider-man and from what i understand they might be sidestepping that by doing like a live action spider verse fingers crossed. I would love to see that. Uh, but <laughs> when like the people are entitled, fans are entitled, and it's sad that they're unwilling to uh, look at anything differently and kind of try to uh, see anything from a different perspective or allow creatives their own license to, to mess with something. Because I, I do believe Snyder was working towards, and, and he was definitely working towards an endpoint. We know that. Like the whole thing was going to end with Batman sacrificing himself to, to take out Darkseid. Um, yeah, I, I think it could have been interesting. No. <laughs> Spoilers for a thing that'll never exist. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, it, you know, I don't know. 
I always feel bad, even if I disagree with the creator, I always feel bad when their vision isn't allowed to, like, mm-hmm. play out. And everyone's like, oh, well, it was garbage. Well, you saw, like, a third of, of his vision. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've, already, I've already seen yeah. that, you know, the, 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 the Star Wars trailer dropped last night, the last one. Mm-hmm. And all day long I'm seeing people, oh, it's going to be terrible. It's like, why is it going to be terrible? They're all, that, trailer is, <laughs> that trailer is just fan service. It's yeah, it's a trailer. I mean, they're trying to get people to come see the movie. Of course, it's fan but service. But if you don't do fan service, like, oh, it's going to be terrible. They don't understand the fans. They don't understand yeah. the franchise. <laughs> yeah, they can't win. So, but I, you know, I'm not, I'm not anyone to talk. I love BBS. I love Last Jedi. I thought Last Jedi was a fantastic Star Wars movie. <laughs> so. I didn't, I had no problem with Star Wars. I thought, I mean, with the Last Jedi. I mean, I thought that uh, some of the uh, some of the side quest stuff with uh, Poe and uh, not Poe, uh, what was her name? The girl. Rose. That, uh, yeah, with Rose. <laughs> and uh, man, I'm yeah. blanking on characters' names. Yeah, Finn. I thought some of their side quest stuff was kind of it's kind of weird that the, the the way that they were doing that. Uh, but other than that, I mean, the the film was good. I thought the film was good, and I thought that what happened to Luke. Everybody yeah. was like, "Oh man, that's totally not a loot thing that he." Would. It's like that is totally a loot thing that he would do. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was talking to my sister-in-law, and we were we were. I was joking about how Luke was real is always really whiny. <laughs> like in the original Star Wars, he was just, you know, really whiny. And she's like, "Well, he wasn't whiny in the Last Jedi," and I'm like, "Yeah," and it literally killed him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, everybody was like, line. "I." Can't- like Luke, Luke wouldn't have just sacrificed himself like that. And like, like Obi Wan sacrificed himself to to distract yeah. the villain to save Luke. Mm-hmm. Now Luke is is the Obi Wan, and he's sacrificing himself to distract the villain to save. Uh, what's her name? Ray. <laughs> Ray. Ray. Yeah. Ray. <laughs> and his. Yeah. Everyone. All right. I don't know. I guess that'll I guess I guess that'll do it. Dave, thanks for being here tonight. Let everybody know where they can find you. Oh my goodness. You can find me at DC on screen dot com. We're in the Apple Podcast Store. Uh <laughs> we do news and reviews. You can find me on the Star Trek Universe podcast, uh, with Matt Carroll of the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. And we're doing a Picard primer right now. We're going back through and, and uh, watching some uh, pertinent episodes about Picard, Data, uh, the Borg, and Seven of Nine in preparation for Star Trek Picard coming up. And uh, nah, that's 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 what I got to plug for right now. We Thank are going to do me. we are going to do the same thing on the landing party, but I don't think ours is going to be as detailed as yours. I think we're just going to do maybe two or three episodes of. Picard episodes leading up. I don't think we're going to dig in. We we might do the best of both worlds. We might do all good things mm-hmm. and nemesis. We have 14 episodes planned with a possible 15th. Yeah, see. I'm, to cover every week leading to the end of the year. Yeah. Well, I only, I only <laughs> uh, my schedule only lets me record once a week. <laughs> so, and I have to pick which one of my podcasts I want to do that week. <laughs> Uh, don't get me wrong. I don't know how we're going to do this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, John, where can we find you? Uh, I'm uh, sprinkled liberally um, (laughs) across the Cosmic Potato 
network. <laughs> I'm apt to show up on any show. <laughs> uh, primarily, you can find me on uh, my show, Captain Game Show. Uh, both of you gentlemen have appeared there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that was quite a bit of fun, if I do say yeah. so myself. Uh, the Trivia Wordplay podcast on the network. Um, aside from that, uh, Cuddle Potato, Landing Party, um, Every Now and Then, um, Wait You've Never Seen, and not yet, but I'm sure at some point, uh, The Mayberry Files. Uh, you can yeah. be on The Mayberry Files next week if you want. We're recording next Tuesday. If I can't, I, I can't remember yeah, which two episodes we're supposed to watch. I have to check. <laughs> oh, two yeah, episodes. Let, yeah, let me know. Let me know. Yeah, because the May, the Mayberry Files, we use our episodes are usually only about thirty to forty minutes long, so we usually do two at a time. That's how I do Captain Game Show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, you can you can find me on the aforementioned uh, Mayberry Files and the Landing Party, and right here on Cosmic Potato. And uh, if you want to find out how you can get in touch with us, just stay tuned, and announcer Nate will let you know in just a moment. But thank you for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to join us next time on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast, when you might hear John say, You know, a lot of times when the Kool-Aid man breaks through a wall, he's holding a little picture of uh, Kool-Aid. Um, in my head canon. Uh, that's his son, <laughs> and they're just trying to make the bus. <laughs> Be sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. You can contact us by email at mail at cosmicpotato.com or send us a voicemail or text message to 205-642-8380. Help the show grow by giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for joining us for Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast. Uh, and secondly, uh, you know, I, I just joined, so I guess you guys have been talking for, you know, excuse me, 30 minutes or so before before I came on. Uh, you've cussed twice, Sean. What's the <laughs> and I know that they're, you're quoting the show, but I just, I'm, I'm quoting. Is, were those the first two? Did I miss some? I said I Dick a little so. while ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. I didn't I, know we could curse on the show. That's why I was like trying to find other words other than saying Jesse's a badass now. P- and <laughs> we're PG thirteen. We're PG thirteen. I, 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 I beep okay. out the I beep out the f bombs. I don't notice cursing too much anymore. <laughs> so like. If you've heard DC on screen, you you know that that's true. Um, so like I, you know, I just when it, once I get on someone else's show, I'm just like, oh wait, is this one of the ones where they don't do it? It's <laughs> it's, it's a bad place to be. No, I I, <laughs> I I I only be I never tell anybody that they can't say something, and if they say something that I don't want to go out, I just I beep it out when I edit. So that's fair. And it's just it's just f bombs that I beep out usually, unless they get into unless they go on some kind of weird. Tangent, and it's just it's just too much, <laughs> which doesn't usually happen. But 